Do you smell what the rock is cooking? Tree Hill Wrestling Federation Podcast Brothers. We're here for episode number 13, Boss Man Hanging by a Moment. You'll understand that in about two years worth of episodes. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I am Sean Harris. And I am Aaron Kosker. And we just amalgamate things. That's what we do. We Combine. amalgamate. Stir in. <laughs> We amalgamate. <laughs> That's what we do. And we mainly do it with professional wrestling. And One Tree Hill. Exactly. Best show ever. And now here we are 13 episodes deep. And we're, we're on a pretty great episode here. <laughs> I know, right? Although the uh, Tree Hill episode was good. It's the fucking Royal Rumble, oh, dude. God, that's his obsession. The fucking Royal Rumble. I purposely said to you for our first date, oh, can we do Monday? Because the Sunday that was the day before that we could have had our first date was the Royal Rumble. And I was like, not, not going to make time for you. It's the Royal Rumble wow. tomorrow. You get tomorrow. Wow. Your yeah. future fiance how was I supposed slash to, wife. How was I supposed to know that at the time? You could have met me a day earlier. But I didn't. And who knows? Maybe the stars wouldn't have aligned. I would have been mad because I was missing the Royal Rumble. Okay, then. <laughs> Episode 13, we're here. Make sure you follow, like us. Subscribe. Yeah. On the Instagram, the old gram, at treehillwf.podcast and TikTok as well. And all the streaming services you can listen in weekly, 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. We release a new episode every single week, Mondays at that time and wherever time zone you are in. All streaming services, including Deezer, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, all that fun stuff. Now that we have the particulars out of the way, we're going to start out with episode 13, Hanging by a Moment, the One Tree Hill episode. And that's the end of the episode. Okay, let's no, get right into get the Royal here, Rumble. Bro. So, the Royal Rumble. No. Alamo Dome. No. What? No. You have to wait. You have to do your time. <laughs> I have to do my time. I had to sit through a three hour pay per view, two hours, 47 minutes. Okay. <laughs> You only had to watch a 45-minute episode of One Tree Hill. Yes. We are talking about One Tree Hill right now. Okay. I guess. Agree. Uh, Shake on it. Pinky swear. Middle middle fingers fingers swear. Because pinkies don't swear. We have a dream sequence to start (laughs) off the episode. Yes. 
Haley is standing in a gym holding a basketball in her PJs. Yeah, she's in her PJs. She's at the free throw <laughs> line. And it's a little weird. And you knew right away it was a dream because A, she is in her PJs. And B, Jagelski's a fucking cheerleader. Or Tim was yeah, a cheerleader Tim too. Tim was a cheerleader, yeah. And Whitey was going off at Haley about some shit. Don't fucking miss the shot or whatever. And then she takes the shot and it gets like about two feet away from her. Like though literally it like goes up and then like loves down right away. It's it like, like it was weighted. Oh, uh, you'll have to look on YouTube. There is a video of Tony Parker. He played for the San Antonio Spurs. He basically did the same thing <laughs> where he took the shot and it went like two feet away from her. They were like, what the fuck's going on here? Oh my she God. pulled the Tony Parker. It was pretty funny. And then she wakes up in a panic. I guess this means like she explains She sucks it. at basketball. Well, she explains it that that like gym is her only class that she's not doing good at. She's failing. She's failing. So if she makes this free throw or whatever, she passes (laughs) magically. (laughs) How does that constitute a passing grade in basketball and PE? I I made a free throw. Oh, I get a fucking C minus now. She's literally Shaq from the free throw line. Like, if you're having ball problems off of Baffy, son, I got 99 free throws and I can't hit one. Oh, my God. That is Haley and that is Shaq. Well, and then she's asking Lucas to help her out because, you know, he plays basketball. He's the star of the high school basketball varsity team. Well, no, that's Nathan. Um, She's asking Lucas to help her out. That's right, too. But then eventually, as we find out, she starts getting help from Nathan, Nathan, yes, because Lucas is unavailable. Yes, you know who else is who else is unavailable? Peyton. Nope. Who? Dan fucking Scott, because his fucking psyche is unavailable when he's at this shrink oh, sesh. Oh my god, he is such a <laughs> Dan's dick. being Dan again because that's all Dan knows how to do is be Dan, <laughs> and you know. He, he's getting up in the middle of the sesh with the shrink. He's talking about her uh, her qualifications and everything, calling into question all these things. He cannot face his real true issues here. And that seems to be Dan in a fucking nutshell. Yeah, he's like changing the subject when she's trying to bring up Lucas. And he's just like being an asshole as always. Nathan... Luckily, wasn't there. No. He decided to pass on this one. I would, too. Good for him. Like, totally good for him for standing up and just being like, nah. Peace, yeah. bitches. Yeah. <laughs> um, Peyton. Peyton, Peyton, Peyton. Mm-hmm. Lucas and Peyton. After that kiss. Yep. Things yeah. are weird. Well, of course they're fucking weird. And then they've been driving together for hours and hours and hours. Now that they're back home, back mm-hmm. at school, they're trying to pretend like things are fucking normal again. And he's all happy with Brooke and Peyton's okay with that. And we all fucking know it's this giant charade. Well, then he's trying to say that he can't forget what happened. Yeah. yeah. And that's what she wants to do is forget what happened. He takes off the fucking necklace that Brooke I know. He gave puts him. it... She didn't notice. Yeah. If it were me, I wouldn't have noticed that shit. I mean, when I was in high school and I was dating someone, he was already graduated. So 
you know, like whatever, I wouldn't have been able to notice something like that at school, but I would have noticed that shit. Yeah. And he even says to Peyton after Peyton says to him, but you're with Brooke. And he literally says, yeah, but she's not you. (sighs) They want to be together, but Brooke is in the way of that. Brooke is in the way. And obviously when you're tasked with a situation like this, when you're kind of stuck in the middle between two girls, you're with somebody, but there's somebody else you like more. It's tough situation, but the only thing that makes it worse is if that person that you're with keeps on pining over things and mentioning how much they love the person and how much they're oh, falling God. for that person. Yes. And you and try to just like it. sweep things under the rug a little bit. And maybe she doesn't notice this shit. Yeah. But she quite obviously is falling for. Well, she the- tells Peyton. That she's falling like hard for him. <laughs> That's and all Peyton's that, like, oh shit. That's all that she needs to hear right now. Oh no. That's all that she needs to hear, unfortunately. I like how Haley, uh, she says she has to learn free shots. Lucas. <laughs> free shots. Not free throws. Yeah. Free shots. Free shots. <laughs> He's like, sorry, busy. Yeah, sorry, can't help you with that. Our B story for this episode, that is also kind of in with the A story. I feel like the A story is definitely the Lucas, Peyton, Brooke kind of love triangle. But Mm -hmm. if you were to have a B story, it would definitely be Whitey and his B story, which he has a list of basically life career goals that he had when he first... His life list. His life list. (laughs) Literally his life list and on there... He wanted 500 wins with the Tree Hill Ravens. And now he's sitting down. He's at win 499. Mm-hmm. And he's sitting down having a little boozy with Keith yeah. in his office. And, you know, just like Nathan before, who's full of shit when he says, I'm going to quit the team. And they may quit for a, a hot cup of coffee, but you know it's not lasting. And again, Whitey is like, I feel like I want to quit the team. I've accomplished everything I ever wanted to accomplish. We know you're full of shit. We have eight (laughs) more seasons to go. We know exactly how this is going to play out. So shut your fucking mouth and coach your damn team. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. It's just so funny. Like, Whitey's so adorable. And I love how his list was like, make a difference, win 500 games. Yep. Yeah, make a difference. Yeah. 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 That's his thing is he asks like, Nathan, have I made a difference? Yeah. And by the end of it, he said he did for sure. Yeah. But before that, Nathan was really funny about it. He's like, he was. Yeah. He's like, you love yelling at me. And he's like, I do not. If you'd listen for a while or once in a while, you knucklehead. Yeah. That was hilarious. (laughs) So they're going back and forth and he's like, you yell at me all the fucking time. And then he's like, no, I don't. (laughs) Starts yelling. (laughs) And literally starts yelling. You love to yell and I love to make you yell. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's pretty funny. Uh, Nathan's also in the midst of teaching Haley not to be Shaq at the free throw line. Oh my gosh, that and, was so cute. Yeah, eventually, slowly but surely, she does get a little better. She actually, uh, you know, hits the rim eventually. Mm-hmm. You know, just eventually. doesn't airball it. 
Uh, it's quite embarrassing. And she doesn't want Nathan to teach her, obviously, because it embarrasses her that her boyfriend, who is star of the fucking basketball team. Yeah. Be that as it may. She's got to do it. She can't she be does. failing PE anymore. Because in Canada, we call it PE, brother. Yep. Physical education. Yeah. That's what we call it. You know who does need a little physical education is Carrie. We get introduced to Carrie. Oh, yep. Yeah. Well, just. Before you go any further, I'm going to pull... cut you off here for a Why? Sec. In the fucking video that Paul Johansson did for you for your birthday, he mentioned Nanny Carrie. Different Carrie. Different Carrie? Different Carrie. Not this Carrie. No, not this Carrie. Really? This is the only appearance of this Carrie we really get is in this episode. That's it. She's done. One and done. She's a one episode wonder. She was literally in the episode to add tension to Dan and Deb. Oh, interesting. I thought for sure that was Nanny Carrie. No, that's not Nanny Carrie. Oh, okay. Just you wait. One episode wonder, this Carrie, a different Carrie, apparently, is in the yellow cottage and she does seem like some trouble. That's why I thought she could have been Nanny Carrie because she did seem like trouble. And just looking at her too, you look at a girl like that, you can tell right away she's got fucking issues. She's trouble. Well, and I guess she makes the comment that she sees this handsome man walking along the beach and she loses her hat and has to chase after it. So convenient. (laughs) Anybody who feels like Dan is a catch is definitely not doing their homework. Well, I mean, Paul Johansson. Oh, he's a good looking dude. He's, He's a fucking and he's silver fox now. Yeah, but... But you spend 10 minutes with the guy, you know exactly what he's like. Yes. Yes. Very, very much so. Uh, We also get to... uh, Brooke is having a conversation (laughs) with Peyton. And uh, Brooke's kind of like, oh, it seems like, you know, how she lets Peyton know she's falling for Luke's whole thing, like we alluded to. But they're listening to a song. Oh, yeah. It's a Tegan and Sarah song. It's a Tegan and Sarah song who fucking suck, by the way. Oh, my God. That's that's neither here nor there. But either way, she asked her what the song is called by Tegan. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because so Brooke and Peyton and Lucas, they're all at Peyton's house trying to rearrange her room. They're going to paint her room. And Lucas is helping do the heavy lifting and he's moving the bed out of her room and Brooke goes and tells her, like, yeah, I'm falling in love. And asks about the song, and Brooke's going to tell Lucas that she's in love with him. And then Peyton's like, oh, guys, I'm not feeling well. I'm going to hurl. Like, yell- can we do this tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah, it's just a bad That scene. was like... It's just awkward as shit. So awkward, and I totally get that, because I've been in uncomfortable situations like that, where I just feel like, oh, I need to get out of this, but like everyone's at her house. Yeah. So it's not like it's a situation where she can just leave. Yeah, exactly. It is a bit of a cop-out, but what are you going to do, right? It's yeah. unfortunate. It's an unfortunate situation for our, all parties involved. It's going to just end badly for everyone. We all know this. Oh, totally. Another side story, too, Yeah. is Keith is preparing oh, for Karen man. to come home. Oh. 
Karen is oh. coming back. He's going to pick her up at the airport with Lucas. Okay, so as we amalgamate professional wrestling and, and One Tree Hill all the time here, I'm going to tell you a truth about wrestling that applies to this show as well. And the thing about wrestling is most times when they're building, not every time, but in a situation like this, something is supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. And in wrestling, it, you always get the swerve. It always goes complete opposite or what they say is going to happen. This is going to happen. Something fucks up. Something goes different. Something swerves. Something goes 180. And in this situation, I feel the second they said that Keith was going to pick up Karen at the airport, everything's going to be all hunky-dory. Everything's mm-hmm. going to be great. They're going to embrace. They're going to have the big kiss. They're going to live happily ever after. That's what they're alluding well, to. Well, be- especially because he's talking to Deb yeah. and, and telling her, her about the kiss at the airport when he dropped Karen off. Exactly. He's saying he needs a beer. They're alluding to this big, huge moment at the end of the episode where he's going to pick her up and it's going to be great. So He also was drinking with Whitey. He's drinking with Whitey. And he also had a drink with Deb to kind of loosen himself up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this plays into it later. But as as I was watching this, I said, oh, this is how it's going to go. I put my pro wrestling brain on it and said, oh, yeah, he's just going to go there and they're going to brace and they're going to live happily ever after. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to happen. No, my first prediction was is that she comes back. She's at the airport. And she's with another guy she met in Italy. That's what I thought was going to happen. <laughs> he was first. totally like I was trying signed, to call it. Signed, sealed, and delivered. I was like, I know how this shit goes. I've watched wrestling for 30 fucking plus years. And I know for a fact that they're thinking that this is going to happen. It ain't going to go the way it's planned. I tell you that much. Mm-hmm. Now, I wasn't right about her bringing a guy home. But I was right about something else that we'll see at the end of the episode. So, Haley... Nathan enlists Haley um, because he goes to see Whitey and then Whitey mentions like, have I, this is when they're arguing about the, have I taught you anything or made a difference? Yeah. Uh, Whitey gives Nathan a folder with some Hmm. plays that were missed missed when when he he was not going to practice because he was going to quit the team. (laughs) So... Whitey's list, when he was looking at his list, he put it down and he happened to put it down on the folder that was open. Nathan grabs it and closes it, walks away with it, and then he finds it later when he's going to go over these plays. Do you think he subconsciously planted it there? Who knows? Maybe. Um, and Nathan sees this and enlists Laley, or Laley, wow, Haley's help wow. with it. Hey, can you help me with this? And they go to the library. Wow, Nathan's in a library. Yeah, amazing. He's also wearing an Atlanta Hawks sweater. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Very weird that he would wear. I don't understand why he would wear an Atlanta Hawks sweater. I, I mean, don't they're know. in fucking Carolina. So Atlanta's, he could like a different team. True, but still, you like Calgary Flames. It's a yeah. different province. Yeah, but. <laughs> If you know anything about hockey, you know not to be a Vancouver Canucks fan. Anyway. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so Haley and Nathan are doing some research in the library on Whitey, whose real first name is Brian. Brian. Durham. Durham. 
Yep. Yes. Haley says she needs to get some water or something to drink and asks Nathan if she, he wants anything. He says no. She takes off. While she's going to get oh, something to what drink. What does she see? She catches Lucas and Peyton kissing. In the library. In the library. What the fuck are they doing in the library? Kissing. Yeah. The fuck? It's man? not right because he's still with Brooke and Haley's yeah, I mean, they're obviously not being very efficient with their timing of telling Brooke that this ain't going to work out and I want to be with Peyton. And now it has gone to a fever pitch because now Haley's involved because she sees the shit actually going on. Yeah. So, where are we now? We're at the barbecue with uh, Carrie and Dan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dan was trying to get Nathan to come over and have some steaks with him. Mm-hmm. But, but he's busy with Nathan's Haley, obviously. busy with Haley. Uh, so Dan's cooking these steaks. And Carrie comes up the stairs is like, oh, I was going to invite you to dinner, but you started without me. And he's like, oh, you're just in time. How convenient. Yeah. She wants to open a bottle of wine mm-hmm. to get things a little mm-hmm. spicy. Mm-hmm. But who should walk in? Well, Carrie even mentions that, or Dan says that, sorry. And he's actually doing the right thing here, where he's like, sorry, I'm married, I care about my wife. Well, he was finding a corkscrew. Yeah. And happens to open, like, a drawer and sees a picture of him and Deb. And then he's all apologetic. He does the right thing, though. He says, you know, I'm married. And you she, think he'd think about that beforehand. But now we know Carrie is trouble because she also says that she's married too. And what does it matter? I'm here. You're here. What does it matter? They're not. Yeah. Exactly. And then Deb And then Deb in. shows up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. But did and, you notice that when Carrie went to leave, she grabbed the bottle of wine? She did, yeah. Uh, it must have been a nice <laughs> bottle of wine. Probably aged about 15, 16 years, I would say. So why not? Exactly. And then Deb goes on this fucking promo about beach whores and, <laughs> and, <laughs> and all this shit. Oh, man. And it's it's pretty good. Like, I mean, obviously we stand Dev here. They're talking about this fucking year they had a hurricane that they went through all this shit and blah blah blah. Whatever. It's just not gonna go well for Dan. And he's hoping she'll stay and she fucks off and it's it's just the whole thing. Deb's pretty much had it up to here with Dan's shit at this point. So is Keith. Yeah. Because yeah. Dan went to Keith and was like, you're the reason. And he's blaming him, mm-hmm. like, why everything went wrong in his life. Yeah. It's not Keith's fault. Keith yeah. is the good one. Mm-hmm. Fuck off, Dan. Yeah. Nathan actually pulls a bit of a heel move in this episode as well, too. Because he's talking about how uh, Lucas is being kind of a piece of shit doing this stuff behind Brooke's back. But he also tells Haley that when they first started, he was kind of just doing it to get at Lucas. Yep. And Haley's like, oh, He's my dumb. God. Why he the fuck would he it. say that? Every time it feels <sighs> like these two are on the right path, they're doing well. Nathan does or says something fucking idiotic and ruins everything. Mm-hmm. And then they're on the outs for an episode. And then he does something nice for her and they're back in again. Yeah. Tends to go that way. Usually. 
Oh, man. Keith is getting warmed up to go and pick up Karen. Oh, my God. But before, and now we're going to debut a new sound effect. I don't know how many times we're going to be able to use this sound effect in the show. But now we have a one tree hill sound effect. Oh, boy. The Whitey Wisdom? Get ready. No, that was last episode, brother. We got one now. What? I want a divorce, damn it. (laughs) Oh, God. Yep, Deb wants her divorce. Deb pulls the fucking Vince McMahon, stares straight at fucking Dan and says, I want a divorce. Just like Vince McMahon did to Linda McMahon. But that's four years away, brother. Okay. <laughs> yeah, she's she's done with his shit. She's not happy. Dan's furious and walks out of the house to drive home. And uh, we cut to Peyton's room. Mm-hmm. Peyton and Brooke have finally painted Peyton's room. And Peyton says to Brooke, hey, I need to tell you something. Yep. But never gets to the point where she actually says anything because yeah. we cut to oh my god Lucas and D- uh, Keith in the car in the vehicle driving to pick up Karen. So at this point, Lucas, is, well Keith is telling Lucas that you know they kissed. The second he said that, the second he said that that happened, and they're in the car. And I was thinking, okay, no. At this point, I realized, no, there isn't another guy involved. Karen's not bringing a guy home from Italy. That's gone. That's not mm-hmm. going to happen. But knowing full well what One Tree Hill is like so far, we haven't had a car accident in a little while. So, And your prediction was it was going to be Lucas and Peyton in the first correct. or the next car accident. Correct. But when they were sitting in this car talking about Karen... On their way to the fucking, and no joke, the light change on the light they were waiting for, which weird in America, they have like green lights, but red left turn signal. Yeah. As opposed to green left turn signal, red light. Well, and I looked it up. It is going to be a green left turn signal when they're allowed to turn. Right. At this point, they were not allowed to turn. You don't really see a red Left no. turn signal. You it's, don't you don't see that. No. Canada. We're not used to seeing that. Yeah. So we see this and you can see like clearly on the reflection that that's what he has. But Keith just starts going. He just goes. He fucks up. And they get T-boned. They destroy fucking. On the passenger side. Full on fucking crash. And I called it. And Dan witnessed. That's the thing that gets me is that Dan was at the fucking intersection. He saw this all happen. He runs out. He sees who's in the car. He sees his Keith. He sees his Well, he Lucas. would recognize his own brother's car. Sure, but like, what are the fucking odds of this? Like, come on. It's Tree Hill. Oh, there's 13 people in there. I know, <laughs> I know. But for this exact moment to happen where... If I was driving down the road mm-hmm. and I saw a car accident happen and I got out, what are the odds of it you it being your dad in that fucking car? Pretty fucking low, I'd say. Even Would you say the, Chilliwack's bigger than Tree Hill? Oh, easily. 
I would say hope is probably closer to Tree Hill than anything. <laughs> okay. But that just yeah, it's just so Hollywood, you know? Or he has to be there in that exact moment. What a fucking coincidence. He goes mm-hmm. there. You know, it could have been anybody else. He gets over there. He sees somebody's in a car crash. He doesn't know who the person is. He helps him out. But it just so fucking happens to be fucking Keith yep, and Lucas. His brother. And, and this is car accident number what? Two. Three, two? There's only two? I think there it's 13 two. 13 episodes in there are only two? Because Nathan sideswiped that car. Yeah. There's no other ones? Not that oh, I recall. because Peyton almost was in multiple yeah. accidents in that one episode. You're right. Yeah. Okay. So they get fucked up. Keith says to Dan, like Lucas, Lucas is in the car. Lucas is in the car. car." Dan goes and Lucas is pretty bloody. Yeah. It's a pretty bad scene. Yeah. So Dan is like, ah, shit. Gotta get him out. Yeah. And he loads both of them up in his vehicle and takes them to the hospital. Yeah. Um, the doctor says he's going to need surgery. Are you his guardian? And Dan, for once, says, I'm his father. This he's is, my son. This is my son. He's my son. Holy shit. For once in his fucking life, he mm-hmm. admits that he has another son. So Karen arrives at the airport and she's looking around like, where's Keith and Lucas? Yeah. There's an announcement. White courtesy phone. Yeah. Mm. Karen wrote the nearest white courtesy phone. Mm, that's never a good thing. Oh, yeah. Definitely not. Um, and it's Keith that's called her. Yeah. And when Keith was getting checked out by the doctor, they said, oh, you're going to have a concussion, whatever. Well, you'll be okay. How many drinks have you had tonight? Uh, yeah. Obviously, his judgment was somewhat impaired because he had a few drinks before all this went down. Mm-hmm. How do you think Karen's going to handle this? Not well. Because <laughs> this is literally her only son. She trusted entrusted Keith to take care of shit while she was gone for six weeks Mm -hmm. and he fucking gets drunk and gets fucking t-boned and now her son is having life-saving surgery and of course they end the fucking episode with another Hollywood moment the he's on the table they're working on him fucking flat lines get the fuck out of here again Hollywood 13 episodes in and your fucking main character is just going to die on the table, dude. Mm -hmm. Get the fuck out. We all know that the next episode, he'll be in the hospital. And then the episode later, or even at the end of the next episode, he'll be out. (laughs) Like nothing happened and everything will be fine again. He's not going to fucking die halfway through the first season. We know this. (laughs) Yeah, it's a... It's a pretty heavy ending to an episode, though. Like, it's kind of, I don't know. I would be pretty freaked out. He'll be out in two episodes. I, like, do you know, like, I wish that I could go back to when I watched this in, like, 2010, 2011, whatever it was, and, like be able to bring up, like, exactly my feelings, my thoughts, like, exactly how i felt i remember how i felt for a few episodes like here and there yeah 
Um, but by the time you started watching it, the show was pretty much done or almost done its run. So you already knew that there were going to be many other seasons after this. Imagine mm-hmm. watching this live in 2004. I know. There's only 13 episodes that exist. What would you think at that point? Because you don't know if it's going to go season two. You don't know how many episodes. Yeah, exactly. You don't know how many episodes are in season. Maybe they're only doing one season. Maybe there are yeah. only 13 episodes in the season. Who the fuck knows? You don't know. Exactly. Right? And, but knowing what we know now and me knowing that I know this show goes 187 episodes, I know full well that they're not going to kill off their fucking main character 13 episodes in. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. I couldn't imagine watching this back when it was first released. Yeah. And having that anxiety. And you were only 14 years old. I was only 14 years old. Having that anxiety of what the hell happens. Because, yeah, when I watched this show for the first time, I think they only had six seasons out. Okay, so they still had a few more left. Yeah, something like that. Or maybe they were like, no, I think they were at like season eight and they were filming season nine. So they were pretty close to the end of their run. I'm pretty sure. Fair enough. (laughs) <laughs> nice yawn there bro yeah i'm getting bored of this tree hill talk 3.71 that's my rating let's cut the shit let's get to the important fucking main event what we're here for the reason why we're getting listens for this fucking episode 1997 january 19th that's not the only reason that's the main reason okay so yes for everyone listening <laughs> when i watched this pay-per-view pay-per-view yes i was high as shit yeah okay and honestly wrestling is much better when you're baked so i think i when i made notes let's see how many notes i actually took i made like three notes because <laughs> i was like i was trying to be really good and make as many notes as i could mm-hmm. and then eventually got to a point where i threw my phone on like the couch and i was like nah Nah, bro. <laughs> um, I made five notes. For an almost three-hour show. Yes. Wow. Okay. Man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what What does your first note say? Chicken McNugget versus Diz Prince. Diz Prince. <laughs> Diz Prince. You can't even spell out Disney Prince. I was high. <laughs> <laughs> and I put a little trophy beside the whoever won. Wow. <laughs> wow. So you literally have like the match results and that's it. That's it. Wow. That's pretty sad. I was high. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But I will conjure up the memories of what we watched because yes. we have a lot to unpack here, dude. <laughs> we got a fucking whole shit ton to unpack here. Very important. January 19th, 1997. We are two days removed from my eighth birthday. Mm-hmm. I was in second grade with my best friend, Justin. Mm-hmm. I remember going to school on the Monday after this Royal Rumble transpired. And we had a whole lot to talk about back then. Yeah, you probably didn't really do like think about school much that day. Fuck no, man. Your mind was probably just... This is what dominated my mind, that <laughs> dreaded Monday morning in Mrs. Unger's grade two class. This is all we could talk about mm-hmm. was the Royal Rumble. And now we are doing the same thing after watching this for you for the very first time. You just popped your Royal Rumble cherry. How do you feel about that? Eh. I was high, so that made it better. Yeah, right? But like Would you say you know, would you say though, high or not, 
that this is the most you've been entertained from a wrestling show so far? Maybe. Especially the Royal Rumble match. Yeah, that was a little chaotic, but you know, like, you know how they have like sometimes six people in the ring and it's like people you don't give a shit about Mm -hmm. and it's just like this whole tag match, whatever. And you're just like, can we just fast forward because this is bullshit? Yeah. It was a little chaotic, but it was definitely a little bit more entertaining than that. Like it was like that's the thing too. Okay. Because if there's guys in the ring you don't give a shit about, but there's a bunch of them in there, you can just kind of focus on the ones that you do like yeah. and see what they're in. So except sometimes they're like panning out and having it so you see everybody, and it's like, where is the guy yeah. I'm trying to keep yeah. track of? Yeah, or you'll be. Looking, <laughs> they all look the same because they're all in their undies, and or you'll be looking for a guy and they'll close up on two guys doing something in the ring, and you don't care about the two guys that they're close. I up don't on. care. Yeah, exactly. You, Can do you I really want to see this? Just the people I want to look at. That's it. They need to do that in future Royal Rumbles. Do camera angles have a camera angle on every person, and you get to pick which one you want to watch for the entire match. Who you care about, dude? I got to talk to Vince McMahon, man. Holy shit. <laughs> This is a million dollar idea right here. January 19th, 1997, Royal Rumble. This is the 10th Royal Rumble. The original debut Royal Rumble was in 1988, won by Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Okay. Yep. 1997, we are in the Alamo Dome. The very same Alamo Dome that I have been harping on for the last two months worth uh, of episodes. Yep. How many people did we get in the Alamo Dome? Your prediction was 71,500 because they kept alluding to the fact that they're going to sell it out 72,000. Yeah. What? It was like 61,000. Number 60,477. Okay. Yeah. So just over 60,000. Obviously, comps are in there as well, too. But you watch that show. There's a lot of fucking people. A in lot there, of man. people. That is a stadium. That's a football stadium. There's a lot of fucking people I've never people been in, in a football stadium before. It's pretty cool. I've been... Uh, you've been to BC Place, haven't you? No. You've never been to BC Place? No. Wow, that's a football stadium. I've only been to, like, Rogers Arena. Rogers Arena, yeah. Hockey rinks. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. But, yeah, Alamo Dome packed to the fucking rafters there's like three four levels there's shit tons of people Mm -hmm. but the thing about big crowds is the the sound kind of travels so like when something big happens you'll hear a bit of a roar from the front people but then it takes a little bit for the people further away (laughs) because of the sound it travels right Uh, and if it has a roof it kind of keeps all the sound in but sometimes they have open roofs like outdoor shows and the sound just kind of goes up so it feels like you do something and you get a reaction you don't get the reaction you think you're gonna get it's because the sound goes up but this one has a roof on it and there definitely were some pops this night first match gold yeah. dust triple h yeah chicken mcnugget diz, diz prince, prince. <laughs> diz prince yeah you know disney prince diz prince diz prince it works sure sure <laughs> gold dust comes out with marlena the mm-hmm. most over person in this match over meaning popular Mm-hmm. Wrestling jargon, brother. Okay. Insider term, dude. Okay. <laughs> over means popular. Mm-hmm. The most over person in this match isn't even in the match. 
It's fucking Marlena. I know everyone cheered anytime she was shown on screen. Every time the camera Woo! went to her, people went fucking And nuts. then it would be silent otherwise. Couldn't care less about the match. <laughs> Could not care less about the match. It was actually kind of funny. Get the camera on fucking Marlena. That dress brings out the bust in her. Yeah, that was a comment <laughs> made. And I was like, whoa, okay. You gotta love Jerry the King Lawler. He's gross. He's gross, but he's hilarious. He's a perv. He's I don't pervy like pervy king. Pervy king. Pervy king. But pervy king has some fun later in this show, as we will get to. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Marlena on the idiot. outside. Marlena on the outside. She's the most over in this match. It was hilarious. But Hunter Hearst Helmsley comes down to the ring with mm-hmm. someone. He comes down to the ring with this huge guy. Apparently, it's his butler. Oh, yeah. Mr. Hughes. Yeah, I didn't really understand what was going on there. Randomly comes out with him. I was high. Again, yes. But randomly comes out, Mr. Hughes, Curtis Hughes, had a run in WWE back in 1993. He had a program with The Undertaker for a bit, but he sucked so much that he didn't even get a pay-per-view match with The Undertaker. Okay. Uh, And he's also narcoleptic, so he's a sleepy guy. Same. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not narcoleptic. You don't just fall into a fucking sleep just at the snap of a finger. You know, you're not narcoleptic. Okay, no, hang on. <laughs> so back in the day, um, in like 2008, okay. my cousin Alyssa, we had like a group of friends that we hung out with. And her best friend, um, she could sleep anywhere at any time. Oh, wow. Any level of comfort or discomfort. Mm -hmm. We went to a drive-in movie one time, and we were in the truck bed of our buddy's, you know, truck. And we had blankets and pillows and stuff, but... She zonked. It wasn't that comfortable. It was pretty cold, and she was out cold, like, almost the entire time. But the thing is, is she, like, she knowingly fell asleep. Like, she could fall asleep herself basically anywhere yes narcolepsy is literally you're just doing you're just i'm just recording a podcast dude and yeah no i know but like she was borderline we always joke that she was borderline (laughs) but yeah legit mr hughes is narcoleptic yeah i don't think he ever fell asleep during a match but you may as well fall asleep during his matches because he's terrible in the fucking ring Mm. dude he also stole the undertaker's urn back in the day too motherfucker huh yeah Fuck that guy. Anyway, we have this Intercontinental title match that goes way too long. Mm-hmm. I probably went minimum 15 minutes. It Something just, like that. And why was... was there no disqualifications? They kept using the stairs. They used chairs. They used all these fucking weapons, and the ref just kept letting it go. Yeah. And that seemed to be a theme for a bunch of these matches, that they're mm-hmm. doing all this illegal shit, mainly on the outside, albeit. But still, they're doing all this illegal shit. And the rest just letting it go. The yeah, whole just chilling. Time. He's just like, yeah, whatever. Chilling. Whatever. Might as well pull up a lounge chair. That's <laughs> <laughs> all they're really good for at this point. Exactly. All yeah. of them. Not, all the rest. Not the ref's best night on this pay-per-view. No. Safe to say. <laughs> <laughs> they, they pan to Todd Pettingill doing an interview with a famous country star. Oh, God. That was Colin dumb. Ray. Who does a song a apparently called Little Rockers? I don't fucking know. Have you ever heard of Colin Ray? No. And I know we don't listen to country. 
country. I mean, I used to a little country. bit. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Marlena eventually gets up on the apron and she tries to distract and Hunter just puts this predatory kiss on her. Oh, God, just I know. fucking, I w- like, lays one on uh, her. I would have, Dis like, prints. taken my, like, fingers and just in his eye sockets. But the best, funniest, and most important part of this match. Uh, this just in. Uh, George and Adam. <laughs> I laughed so hard I was wheezing. <laughs> George and Adam, they've been uh, waiting uh, in the Alamo Dome for the last two months. Apparently, they have been thrown out of the building. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and Jerry the King Lawler just starts howling. <laughs> these guys have been waiting. We've been talking about these guys oh every single God. week for two months, how they are literally sitting in their seats 60 days before the Royal Rumble happens. Mm-hmm. The day comes. It's their big moment, and they get tossed from the building. <laughs> There's some kind of misunderstanding or something. It's never really explained, but whatever. Austin 318. Unf- it's unfortunate. Austin 318 says, I just threw your ass out. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, boy. We might have thought it was stupid for the last fucking two months, all these vignettes of these guys fucking hanging around at the Alamo Dome, but the best part is, is that it actually came to a climax. They fucking got thrown out. Yeah. And it all got tied up in this nice little package with a bow on top. Mm-hmm. Fuck these guys. But hey, fair play for actually making something out of this. It's kind of funny. Yeah, that was kind of funny. funny. We had a real good laugh. What we did not laugh about, though, is the finish because you get the typical belt shots and the referee bumps and distractions, your Mm -hmm. typical fucking finish to these kind of matches. Trips gets the pedigree. One, two, three. Game over. No one cares about anybody but Marlena. Yeah. Because titties. Oh, my God. We get a Bret Hart promo Mm -hmm. because he's the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. And he just goes on about how he's a marked man. Yeah. And everybody's screwing him over and, you know, fair play. I mean, isn't that what wrestling's about? Screwing other people over? Basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So? Yeah. Right? And then <laughs> Mankind has a promo. Oh, God. Get that <laughs> fucking lump of sack and shit off my Lump screen. of sack and shit. <laughs> I, don't <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea, but get him off my screen. I'm done. Yeah. Uh, actually kind of liked his promo, though, because he's like, oh, this is a chance to get a uh, world title shot, but I'm just happy about hurting 29 other guys. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> wow, okay. Guys that I don't like and maybe guys that I do, too. So he's just, he, he's so good at playing this deranged character. Like, he's, he's you got to admit, Mick Foley, he's got some talent. He He makes you think that he's fucking insane. He mm. plays it well. He really does. He understands his character. He plays into it at all times. You feel like he's unhinged. I mean, aren't we all a little unhinged? But this guy? He Extremely has a, unhinged. He's a pet rat. He fucking pulls out I his I mean, hair. my mom used to have pet rats back that, in the day. That, that they sit 
on the cement in a boiler room and talk to and pet in the dark? No. Exactly. But (laughs) they had rats and the rats would go and like chill in the dog's mouth. Like the dog and the rats were like best friends. Wow. It's cute. Okay. That's neither here nor there. Either, Either way. We're, we're getting some promos uh, in between matches here. So we get to the next match, and mm-hmm. we get a nice little promo package going into this match. And this is also a match that you have been looking forward to a little bit because they've been building it quite well on television. We get the leader of the nation uh, of domination, Farouk. Can we get him off my screen, too? <laughs> I really don't like mm, them. That's too bad. But I don't. The good thing is about wrestling is that don't get used to too many things because, yes, this incarnation of the nation of domination won't always be the same because they could get new members. They could lose members. They could change things around. And eventually, there may be some guys that enter it that you may like. Hmm. Who knows? But either way, we're in the first incarnation of yeah, the nation of I don't domination. Like and Farouk's big match, seven months in the making against Tracksuit Fanny Pack Guy. <laughs> Boy. Boy. Uh Ahmed Johnson. Yeah. From Pearl River, Mississippi. And he's over as fuck. Like they've really built him well for this match. This is his big comeback match. He had the kidney injury seven months later. Here we are. Can we talk about... Yes. His wedgie. His thong. His half thong. So, oh, man. Yes. It was awesome. (laughs) I'm like, look at that butt cheek. Like, just out there living its best life. Yeah, it was riding up the entire fucking match. It was awesome. And he wears, like, these fucking, like, knee pads on, like, his thighs and shit. But it looks like ripped up pants from an angle it's I know. like it's I so used to weird. have like a pair of red ripped jeans back in yeah. the day with like fishnet underneath they were pretty awesome Dude's that's what it reminded built, me though, of so I'm sure you're okay with seeing this guy's ass hang out most of the match oh yeah he's got a good ass <laughs> he does <laughs> <laughs> but again uh fucking Farouk brings a whip into this match like he has a fucking belt like off his uh, fucking pants. But he loses it to Ahmed and Ahmed starts fucking whipping oh, yeah, I liked with the that. fucking whip. Where's the fucking DQ though? Again. Where the fuck? This is a foreign object. Where's the disqualification? <laughs> I'm warming my hands. They're cold. Okay. <laughs> sure. Yes. Yeah, that was, it was pretty funny. Again, where's the damn disqualification? Now Farouk is getting to a point where he's just throwing motherfuckers at Ahmed. He grabs D'Lo. He grabs... Now, this nation on the... There's a lot of them. Like, this Mm -hmm. entourage this time around... I swear there's like 20 guys out there right now. It's ridiculous. They're all surrounding the ring. It's basically a fucking lumberjack match at this point. There's just guys... There's a lady there, too. Yeah, there's a chick. I don't know if that's Farouk's girlfriend or what the fuck. (laughs) Or somebody's girlfriend. I have no idea, but either way, he also, uh, Ahmed also takes a pretty nasty chair bump too, where uh, Fruit kind of lifts him up and puts him down and awkwardly puts him on like the back of a chair that's open, looked kind of mm. nasty on his kidneys too. 
which originally the kidney injury is what put Ahmed out for so long. And now, smartly enough, psychology, dude, mm-hmm. Farouk is going after the kidney. Do you love? Yeah. <laughs> and Farouk also loves the, uh, it's one of his favorite spots, the electric chair drop spot where he's on top of Ahmed. And then Ahmed slowly starts standing up with Farouk on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. And then he's like standing up and it's electric chair spot. And like Farouk's just like praying that he doesn't drop him. He's like, no. And then of course he falls back and drops him. Yeah. Hilarious spot. But once again, fucking disqualification finish yeah the, the nation just jumps in and fucking starts going after Ahmed ring the yep. bell wins by DQ but like <laughs> he just goes ham oh he beats the shit out he of he beats all the of them. shit out of every single <laughs> one of them I was like yeah good yeah. boy oh yeah dude he fucking gorilla presses one of the white rapper dudes I think JC Ice he th- fucking throws them at like three guys oh on the God, outside awesome. like he takes out the entire fucking nation that was awesome Farouk's running for his fucking life like they're just fucking taking a powder and getting the fuck out of there Clarence Mason and all of them and then on the outside, even after he's already beat the shit out of basically the entire nation, he fucking takes one of the guys and he fucking sets up the stairs and he gives him the Pearl River plunge through the fucking table. Yeah. Now, at the beginning of the show, they showed that there is a, a French, French table. The French announce table because I guess the Spanish table's sick of the shit. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't want anybody to go through their damn table. So this time... They used the French table to put yep. somebody through. And fuck, this was a pretty nasty Pearl River plunge. He fucking threw him right through that table. Yeah. But then uh, luckily enough, by the next match, there, there was, was a already new a new table. <laughs> <laughs> they were on it, man. The fucking table team were right on there. Yep. But yes, uh, you get to watch Ahmad's thong. Get to see his ass hang out, and he fucking destroys the entire nation. Yeah. But you can tell after this finish, the way everything goes, this feud isn't anywhere oh, close. Definitely not over to being over. This this is gonna definitely go, not. This is gonna go for a while here. Again, post match, we get a couple of promos. We get introduced to Terry Funk. Yeah, I don't give a shit about him. Middle aged and crazy Terry Funk used to be in the NWA, WCW had quite the feud with rick flair back in the day but now nwa yeah uh, yeah national wrestling alliance oh okay yeah, old company um but he's here because they're in alamo dome and fucking san antonio he's from texas as well too mm-hmm. and they had to get him in the rumble i guess they recently signed him to a deal he was also on shotgun saturday night the night before this show mm-hmm. and had an interaction with stone cold steve austin as well too but he's here, and he's ready to rumble. Oh, boy. Yeah, and then Farouk also has a backstage promo post-match, and he goes off about, you know, how this shit isn't over, and just you watch in the Royal Rumble, because both these guys are in the Royal yeah. Rumble, too. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, it's wild shit already. Yeah. A couple matches in. Luckily, this match was shorter. It was probably about the amount of time we needed for this match to yeah. everybody to get their shit in. Had the lame finish, but again, Ahmed just destroyed everything. <laughs> that was awesome. And it was a good time. And you were one for one on your predictions as well, too. Yeah. One for one. So you predicted correctly. Even though it was a disqualification, you did predict that Ahmed Johnson would win this match. Yes. And he did. Now we get to The Undertaker. Again. Yeah. 
Yeah, with not so Darth Vader. <laughs> yes, not so Darth Vader, the man they call Vader. That stinky grizzly bear from the Rocky Mountains, Vader versus The Undertaker. Vader without Jim Cornette in his corner. So this is the first time we're literally a year removed from Vader's debut in WWE. And this is the first time he does not have a manager. He has no one in his corner because Cornette, he's off. Undertaker fucked him up. Just like he does everyone else. So, I like how you uh, see that the Undertaker has eyes in the back of his head. Because <laughs> he rolls his eyes in the back of his head. And he can literally see out the back of his head. Because he's standing in the corner facing away from Vader. Vader starts going after him. And, and before, he's like, whoop. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Vader, before he can even get there, Undertaker's already turned around and ready to go. Oh, yeah. It was awesome. Undertaker's fucking awesome. Let's just all agree here. Yeah. Undertaker's great. We all love the Undertaker. <laughs> and luckily for us, he is all over everything we're going to review for the next couple years. So <laughs> he's great. Now, Undertaker has his... Later, he would call it the old school, his old school spot where he would give the arm wrench to his opponent and then go on the top rope and walk along the top <laughs> rope. Oh, God. Where he, that's one of his signature moves. But Vader. Keeps getting sacked. Keeps getting fucking sacked. I mean, it's a pretty easy reversal to this move. Like, all you got to mm-hmm. do is just kind of like. Jimmy the rope a little bit. Jimmy the rope or jerk his arm a little bit. And, you know, he's going to sack himself on the fucking top rope. <laughs> right. And that's exactly what Vader does. He's got it scouted. So, you know, we all kind of predicted that one. Yeah. It happens a lot. <laughs> Again, just like with the first match, Todd Penningill in the crowd, right in the middle of the match, fucking talks to this random fucking teenage girl. Who saved up her money oh God, through babysitting so, weird. so she can follow Shawn Michaels everywhere he goes. That's creepy. That's fucking weird I mean, shit. I know someone that I mean, did that with it. My Chemical Romance. Yeah, but Shawn Michaels way better than <laughs> fucking My Chem. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, fuck My Chem. Now, as I noted earlier in this match that Vader does... This is the first match that Vader does not have a manager. Psych! Here comes Paul. Oh God! Why does this guy have to keep being around? Like, can someone murder him already? Undertaker, do your job. Well, eventually, murder. It'll take him a little while, but he'll get there. He'll kill okay. Paul Bear. Don't okay, worry. good. It'll happen. All right. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that day very much. <laughs> it'll shut help this him. guy up. <laughs> but it's Once awesome. For all. Yes. <laughs> the real life Paul Bear is dead now though. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm such a terrible person. Fucking horrible human being. <laughs> but it's funny because Paul Bear comes out, makes himself known, and then Undertaker kind of throws Vader out of the ring and then he like goes does, for he, him. He does his like reverse 360 out of the ring, lands on his feet, and then boom. <laughs> Bam! Oh, it was fucking awesome. nails. You're in your element. You're just loving like, life right now. I was totally just vibing out on the couch, like <laughs> totally lounging, like stoned as shit. But enjoying. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, "Wow!" Whoa, dude! Fucking Undertaker out of nowhere. Just I think fucking... it was like my second favorite part of the yeah, pay per view. Just clocks. 
fucking Paul Bear stomps a mud hole in his ass and walks it dry. Actually, it's hard. I've got a few favorite parts of this pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Me too. Because butt cheek was pretty great too. Butt cheek was pretty great too. But then uh, after he takes uh, takes a little spill after that punch, he throws Paul Bear into the ring, and then Paul Bear's trying to crawl away from oh him. And he's just, like scurrying away in the ring, and he's begging off and please, please don't hurt me, Undertaker! Oh my god, he's so annoying. <laughs> but then Vader gets reinvolved. Whatever, Undertaker's on the outside. Paul Bear's on the apron. Uh-huh. And he's got the urn, and oh, he is God. going to jump off the apron <laughs> and nail the Undertaker with the urn. I'm... I will give you one guess as to what happens when he Paul trips. She's fucking trips, <laughs> and I can't believe. Like I'm waiting for the day that the Undertaker just picks him up by his throat, yeah, and throws him, he gives him the choke slam, yeah. yeah. Please. Paul Bear jumps, and I say that very loosely. Jumps, fell, fell, falls off the apron, nails Taker with the urn, and then falls straight on his ass. (laughs) And I think we replayed that about five or six times ourselves (laughs) because it was just gold. It's fucking funny. I think out of this entire three-hour pay-per-view, if you don't feel like watching the whole show, if you're gonna watch one thing from this entire show, watch this fucking Paul Bear spot where he hits the Undertaker with the urn. That was pretty great. It's pretty great. But then Undertaker goes back at the ring. Vader comes in. Vader bomb. One, two, three. Game over. The fucking match is done. I was very upset because I said Undertaker would win. Because you picked the Undertaker to win. And then out of nowhere, Vader just gets the W. Not so Darth Vader. Fucking Vader. Big win for him. Uh, Vader, Yeah, Vader bomb right in the middle of the ring. Also, uh, (laughs) Vince McMahon and uh, Jerry the King Law, they go about how Paul Bear sacrificed himself. To get the Undertaker in Jim Ross goes, well, that's a hell of a sacrifice. <laughs> that's one hell of a sacrifice. <laughs> oh, Lordy. But it seems like, again, it's a theme to the show post match. Undertaker's a little upset. Oh, he pissed. He, he's a little perturbed, so to speak. Because so it should have been him. It, it should have been him. He should have won this fucking match. There's no way he should have fucking lost to Vader. But Paul Bear makes his presence known again and costs him the fucking match. A fucking idiot. And what does the I un- hate him. And what does the Undertaker do post match? Murder. He fucking chokeslams Jack Doan, the referee of all people. <laughs> I mean. And he gets up for it too. Like, man. Oh, yeah. And he had him in the air for a while. Like, yeah. holy shit. But you know, anytime guys attack referees, it's going to cost them. So there's going to be some sort of like suspension or fucking fine or something. If you go after a referee, it's never a good thing. But hey, props to Jack Doan. He posted for this fucking chokeslam. Like he looked pretty good in taking it. Oh, God. After this match, we have two promos. And it's not Bret Hart. It's not Terry Funk. It's not Farouk. It's not Mankind. The first one we get Stone Cold Steve Austin walking down the hallway. Yeah. I'm gonna throw 29 pieces of trash (laughs) and tells them to cut the camera Mm because he's fucking sick of their shit and he's done talking to them. And then... Oh my god. This is my favorite part of the entire (laughs) pay-per-view. 
tassel boots in his Canadian tuxedo <laughs> with a fanny pack. With a fanny pack. Holy shit. I was losing my mind. And sunglasses. And he's like pumping up the crowd. Like, it you was know, awesome. Like people were stoked to see him. And he's like, yeah, fucking British Bulldog. And, you know, and what kind of promo do you think Bulldog's going to, you know, he's going to probably talk about you know, how big and strong he is. He's like pound for pound, the strongest guy in wrestling. And he can throw anybody over the top rope. No, he doesn't go that route. What does he say? <laughs> He's going to win the Royal Rumble because uh, he's bizarre. <laughs> you were waiting for me to say it. That was literally the end of my notes, oh, by the way. Wow. I'm done. Because my notes are done. I'm going to win the Royal Rumble because I'm the British Bulldog and I'm bizarre. It's really fucking funny. Like, oh, honestly, shit. I have no idea why he said this. I mean, he easily could have went status quo and just said he's big and powerful. He could throw anybody over the top rope. But no, he channels his inner gold dust and says he's bizarre. <laughs> and this is the most bizarre bulldog promo I think I've ever seen. But it lives on in infamy <laughs> because Canadian tuxedo and fanny, fanny pack. pack. And he's bizarre. <laughs> Because I'm bizarre. Oh, that was awesome. Oh, we got to get that in there. Because I'm bizarre. Oh, fuck me, dude. That is just absolute gold from the British Bulldog right there. Yeah, that was awesome. Oh, it's great. And, of course, he's in this match. So, yeah, yeah he's all over this. We get the announced attendance of 60,477. So not the 72,000 that they wanted so bad, but I don't know, getting 60,000 fans in one fucking building for a wrestling show, especially in 97 when like business wasn't all that good. Yeah, pretty good. Man, they got a lot of people in there. So funnily enough, uh, there is a tag team luchador match. Yeah, that was dumb. Didn't we fast that forward we that? We completely fucking skipped. skipped. <laughs> it was, uh, it was dumb. Oh, well, it was like a six-man tag or something. Paraguayo and Heavy Met, Heavy Metal and fucking a bunch of other dudes. I don't fucking know. I don't know. Who fucking cares? Either I way. Like, I could not, nap during yeah, this. I knew that. We did Honestly, not Honestly, you could have just played it and I could have napped. <laughs> True. But actually, I didn't make you watch a two-hour, 47-minute uh, pay-per-view. I made you watch a two-hour, 32-minute pay-per-view because this match was 15 Still. minutes. And we cut out a little bit more. So luckily, we did not, win the, uh, did not witness this match. Not that we needed to. We skipped right by it because the partnership between WWE and AAA to get these luchadors in there absolutely fell on its ass. And no one gave two shits about any of these guys. Mm-hmm. And us as well. So we skip right yeah. by that and we go straight to what we're here for besides Shawn Michaels and Sid is the fucking Royal Rumble. The most looked ahead to match of the year. 30 men every 90 to two, ninety seconds to two minutes. Another guy comes in. We have just an absolute cavalcade of fucking hall of famers in this match it's mm-hmm. just pretty unreal how many great wrestlers i mean there's a bunch of guys who aren't great either but we do have a lot of big names in this match gotta go over the top rope two feet hit the floor we've established the rules here we go the fucking 1997 royal rumble holy shit and you picked 
Stone Cold Steve Austin to win this. I originally picked tassel boots, but then why'd you change your prediction? Well, because the last episode, he Stone Cold Steve Austin took out his leg, so I thought you know he got injured, Mm -hmm. so maybe he's not gonna do that well. You forgot, he's bizarre. (laughs) You don't care about no leg injury. (sighs) I don't know. I just I was trying to be really realistic. realistic. But With I mean, that. even when he came in and did that promo, he was walking in. Seemed to yeah, be fine. Yeah, he seemed totally, totally fine, fine. Right. So, so at we, that we, point, I was kind of cheering for both mm-hmm. because obviously I want Tassel Boots to win because love of my life. You know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, of course. Like so, so into that. But then also. Stone Cold Steve Austin has like this thing going on right now where he just wants to destroy the shit out of everyone. Yeah. And I was like, I could see realistically it being him. Sure. Sure. Because it seems like in the last few like episodes, he really hasn't been shown that much. Yeah. But he's still making appearances and like fucking shit up. Yeah. Which is. In preparation for this. Yeah. yeah. He's on everybody's shit list because he goes after literally everyone. Everyone's on his shit list. But it makes too. sense. Yeah. That, you know, he wants to throw 29 pieces of trash over the fucking top row. He's the one that's had the most intensity. Yeah. For this. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. We are the nation. A domination. Why? Uh,. We were thinking it's Farouk that's number one, but it's actually Crush who is number one in this Royal Rumble. Eh. And how we talked about how One Tree Hill was so Hollywood with their episode. It was very Hollywood, predetermined Hollywood uh, moment when number two after Crush comes out, of course, is Ahmed Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) It has to be Ahmed Johnson. Of course. It's not like random entry, you know, (laughs) it just had to be a member of the nation and Ahmed Johnson to kick this match off. Of course. Right? Ahmed fixed his fucking wedgie. (laughs) (laughs) That didn't last long. Last for about five seconds. His thong was back. (laughs) But cheek on full display. (laughs) Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Ahmed's going straight after Crush. He's not too happy, but, a, you know, now he gets to beat the shit out of another fucking nation. Yeah. Since he took a powder from the last match. But number three, uh, and they're having some uh, clock uh, issues yeah, uh, right away. Because usually they have the 10 second countdown. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, Shaving Cream Ramon just comes out and he's number three. But there was no countdown. And it's funny because Vince McMahon, he was on commentary for the show and you can hear him. He was just saying, uh, you know, oh, it seems like we have some clock malfunctions. But then I've heard in a podcast of uh, a different podcast, something wrestled with Bruce Pritchard. He said that they all the commentators have a mute button Mm. that they press. So they hit the mute button. Then you can't hear them on the feed. But he has a direct line to like the guys in the back producing the show. Mm -hmm. So when the clock is malfunctioning, Vince was losing his shit. So he hit that mute button. He's like, what the fuck are you guys doing back there? Damn it. Get this fucking clockwork. Oh, it seems to be there's some clock malfunctions. <laughs> Get the fuck on the clock. 
That's exactly oh, what happened. He was giving shit to the guys in the back for the clock not working. I mean, you have a, this huge production for this thing. True, and you can't get There's a simple fucking clock so to work. so many people in attendance. This is live. It's not something that you just record and then release later on that you can edit mm-hmm. or Plus whatever. As live as live can be. So that shit better be working. Yeah. And the clock is not working. <laughs> luckily, they get so the clock. So I'd be clock. losing my shit too. Let's be real. Fair enough. Vince had every every right, but luckily the clock did get better and started working. Yeah. Number yes. four, actually, uh, shaving cream Ramon, fake razor. He's out in about ten seconds. Yeah, that was quick. <laughs> he goes right after Amen right away. Does his lame little pose, and then that's the end of him. Yeah. <laughs> see you later. And Bye, I don't, bitch. I don't think we see shaving cream much more after this. I don't even think we see him at all anymore. So it could be the end. Thank God. Could be the end for him. Uh, and that's it. Yes. Thank fucking God. Uh, next in is Phineas. Phineas Godwin. Hillbilly fuck. He's not going to last long either. I don't he? think he'll be lasting very long either. But <laughs> fucking Ahmed. In the middle of the match. I, this is what I don't get. He sees Farouk at the fucking entrance. So, by rights, Ahmed sees Farouk. And he goes, yeah, yeah. I'm going to get out of the ring and go fuck him up. I was like, wait, is he the next person in? And then it was like, no, he's not. He's just He's just egging on. He's just yeah. egging on fucking Ahmed. But so, no. what he, it looks like what he was doing was he knew if he appears, mm-hmm. Ahmed's going to be like, fuck you, I'm out. Like, I'm going to come and kill you. Yeah. So... In his mind, he's like, I'm getting this guy disqualified. Right. Without actually being in there and having to actually fight with him yet. Right. But the problem that Ahmed had here (laughs) is that he jumps over the top. He could have went underneath the rope, (laughs) he could have went through the second rope. He jumped over the top. Jumps (laughs) over. And goes right after Farouk. And. Okay, I get it. You're incensed. Do you want to go after... Why would you eliminate yourself? Eh, There's two other ropes you could go through and stay in this match. He probably was like, eh. He just doesn't care. Who cares? At this point... He just wants Farouk. He just wants to kill him. That's it. But Ahmed eliminates himself. (laughs) Eh, whatever. (laughs) And he runs after fucking Farouk. And away you go. Phineas is out at number four, and then number five. Stone Cold! Stone Cold! Stone Cold! He got in pretty early. Oh, he was an early man. Fifth spot. 25 more guys to go. I'm kind of thinking, like... You're a little concerned. uh Uh-oh. My pick is, like... That's a long time. It's a long way to go, man. Now, to be fair, Shawn Michaels has won the Royal Rumble from the number one spot. Still, it's a long way to go. But in that Rumble, there was only 30-second intervals. So a new guy was coming out every 30 seconds or a minute or whatever. I think a minute. So that means like the Royal Rumble is only like 30-ish, 35, 40 minutes tops. But if they're going buck 30 on this one, it's definitely a lot longer. But yeah, this is early for Stone Cold uh, to come in. So obviously, you know, uh, cardio and just, you know, he a could, lot. he's going to get gassed by the end of this. You would think. You would but think. It was really funny because he starts like 
just doing his shit and then he's just sitting there chilling <laughs> he's just chilling bro's just chilling well, i'm like okay fucking crush gets thrown out by uh phineas godwin and then right around after he throws uh crush out phineas turns around fucking bam fucking stone cold stunner we get our first stunner of the night and fucking uh, Austin starts, he jumps on top of fucking Phidias after the stutter and just starts fucking trash talking him while he's laying there that like a fucking so heat. <laughs> and then picks him up and fucking tosses his ass out. Yeah. And that's the end of him. And fucking we get elimination number one for Stone Cold. Uh, fucking Phineas is out. And then we get uh, number six come in. It's fucking <laughs> fucking uh, daddy ass's brother, brother ass. We got Bart Gunn. He's in at number six. Yeah. And how long do you think he's going to last? <laughs> two seconds. <laughs> Little more than two seconds, but again. Barely. Uh, he misses a Five. Move. Yeah. <laughs> he, he a, a very poor famouser, and then he just kind of falls on the ropes, almost like he's doing like a 619 like Grand Mysterio. And then Austin fucking dumps his ass too real quick. 10, mm-hmm. 15 seconds. Close lines him out. He's done. Again, Austin sitting on the top rope. Just chilling. Waiting for the next guy to come out. Just chilling. Checking his watch. I was like waiting for like a <laughs> beer to come out and him to just like sit there drinking it casually. See, this is before Austin started drinking beers. Now he started drinking beers, but not until a little bit later this year. He didn't oh, okay. have the beer drinking gimmick yet, but eventually he'll get there. Because that's the only clips I've really seen is him with beer. Drinking beers. Yeah. But- Always light beer too. Yeah, because he drinks so many of them in a beer bash after he wins a match that, like, if he's drinking regular Come beers, he'd be pretty fucked up. Come on. Yeah. You can do it. And now he has his own beer. Uh, Fucking Broken Skull IPA. He's made his own beer. Uh, it's in stores. Too, too bad you're not a beer guy. You know what, though? Every time I go to Old Yale, I've been drinking beers more and more. Really? Yeah, I've been drinking gin fizz, a couple lavender beers and stuff. Yeah, I've been starting to drink a little bit more beer. So... What the hell? Channeling my inner stone cold. You know what's funny? What's that? You used to never drink coffee. Yeah. And And then all of a sudden you're a coffee coffee. drinker. Now I'm a coffee guy. And now all of a sudden. You're kind of turning into a beer guy. A little bit of a beer guy. Wow. Okay. I never would have expected that. Fair enough. Gin fizz from Old Yale. Not bad. Gotta say. So Bart Gunn's out next in. Oh, I love this one. Jake the Snake Roberts is in next at number seven. And he brings the snake in a sack. Yeah, he always brings and the just snake like in a sack. drops it in the middle Throws of the, it ring. In the ring. But then there's like people wrestling around oh, it's it, just trying them. not. It's just Stone Cold and Jake. Yeah, but... but like they're wrestling and trying to not step on this damn snake. Why drop it in the middle of the ring? Yeah. It's your pet or whatever. Like what the fuck are you thinking? I would. It's like if I took. I mean, obviously we have cats and a dog. So you would. They put, would just like <laughs> you, you put, know they'd escape on their own. You put Lilo in a sack and throw them <laughs> in the middle of the ring and just wrestle around the sack with my worried, cat. I was in worried it. that Austin was going to step on. Like, Luckily, he didn't. And the referee got in there and pulled him oh, out. That's but, just a dumb move. But the thing is, Jake. This guy's old and dumb. Jake's old spot was he'd bring Damien, Damien, the snake, down in the sack. But he would have the sack open. So when he threw the sack in, the snake would get out. And then it would get in the ring. And everybody would freak out and see there's a snake. And the snake slithering around the ring and shit, right? I thought it was just a sack with, like, nothing in it at first. Like, obviously something in in it. 
like but looking like you know maybe it could be a snake but there's nothing really in it so that whatever but no you could see the sack moving a little bit no no. damien's in there but he didn't like oh there's a little like string on it that he like drawstring uh, yeah a little drawstring that he undoes and then the fucking snake comes out yeah and they've done that andre the giant was terrified of fucking snakes and so jake the uh, jake the snake he would have his fucking spot where he'd throw the snake in with the sack but he didn't have it open so it's just kind of in there and stone Cold's trying not to step on damien luckily the referee got him out yeah but on his way to the ring when jake's walking out you could see on the big screen you could see on the big screen that fucking austin's doing the fucking praying spot and you'd be like oh dear god like he did at fucking king of the ring when he beat the shit out of jake snake roberts Mm -hmm. because he's fucking mr god boy talk about your psalms talk about john 316 because austin 316 says i just whipped your ass Mm -hmm. so very quickly um you know short uh short arm ddt or short arm clothesline Set up for the DDT. The DDT, the big move for Jake. Obviously, does not hit Austin with it. Austin dumps his fucking ass. And away you go. Fucking Jake's gone, and that's elimination number three for Stone Cold. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. But now Austin, again, is by himself. Just chilling. But at number eight. <gasps> My boy! <laughs> now it's fucking on, dude. Castle Boo! After all this time of My Austin, sweet little princess, Austin attacking Bulldog, Bulldog attacking Austin, going after each other's ankle, going after the legs, chairs, you name it. These fucking guys, they're finally going at it one on one in the middle of the fucking ring. Yeah. Stone Cold and Mr. Bizarre. It was British weird. Bulldog. Because I'm like, I'm Who cheering. Do you go for? I'm cheering for Stone Cold because. I have picked him to win, mm-hmm. but also I kind of like picked Tassel Boots to win. Yep. And my heart says I want Tassel Boots to win. Could you imagine if Austin and Bulldog were a tag team one day? <gasps> my heart. Oh, it's a flutter. <laughs> <laughs> and what would that tag team be called? I don't know. Oh, we got to come up with a tag team name <laughs> for British Bulldog in Austin. That'd be so I guess great. it's not a real thing. We'll see. Who knows? Not every tag team has a name, though. Um, they can put two guys together and not have a name for them. Mm. So who knows? You never know. In next, we get our first uh, luchador of the match. We get Piroth, who the fuck that is. Yeah, I don't know. No one cares. And then we get a number 10, The Sultan, his first uh, main TV appearance. He was on Shotgun Saturday Night before, but now we get the first main appearance for The Sultan in a mask, and he comes out with the Iron Sheik again. Nobody Mm -hmm. cares. No one cares. Number 11 is Mil Mascaris, No Yob fucking good old mill uh luchadora legend apparently <laughs> again no one cares mm-hmm. the crowd goes mild mm-hmm. <laughs> and then diz prince uh diz prince is up next we got uh, good old triple h okay <sighs> so trips is he's slowed obviously because he he took a lot of damage to the leg in that match against yeah Goldust, he did so, so he's not running to the ring He's a little slow. Gets in there. Hobbles. Yeah, exactly, right? Uh, Bulldog dumps the Sultan. Yeah. Okay, so he throws Sultan out. 
He's up against the ropes after he threw the Sultan out. Mm-hmm. He's there with Stone Cold in the corner. Bulldog gets thrown out over the top rope. Two I was feet, pissed. Two feet hit the floor. I think he almost pissed. cried. I think he almost cried. I was so sad. But who threw out Bulldog? Owen. He's a bitch. Fucking Owen Hart, who comes in at number 13. Bitch. Throws out not just his tag team partner, not just his co-champion, but his fucking rude. Fucking brother-in-law. So rude. And Bulldog's pissed, man. He's so upset. And Owen tries to kind of play it off like he did it by accident. But you look at it, ah, it ain't no fucking accident, man. He Well, I mean... (sighs) That was not an accident. The point of this match is to get everyone out. Every man for himself. Even people that you're tag team partners with. And tag team champs with. And I get where Owen's coming from. It is every man for himself. It's only one guy who gets the title shot. But still, that's fucking rude. It's only one guy who gets the title shot at WrestleMania. But, you know, if you're in a tag team... Wouldn't you want to think that you want to gang up on like everyone else in the yeah, match first, get that's them all what out, I would do. and then you have your one on one at the end and see who the better man is? Nah, fucking Owen don't play that shit. <laughs> he sneaks up on his brother in law and fucking tosses what his a ass. Bitch. Oh man, I knew you weren't gonna like that one very much. <laughs> so rude. Poor bulldog. He's gone. Ugh, that breaks my heart because now it's like. The only one I have to count on is Stone Cold Steve Austin. I know, Bulldog's out quick. Like, Bulldog honestly isn't out all that long. Like, he's out for a bit. But it is very unfortunate that, and, you know, we're going to go somewhere with this with fucking Bulldog and Owen. Oh, Oh, I could see that happening. You see it coming. You see it coming. Totally. We shall see. We pissed. Very pissed off. Uh, (laughs) Milt Mascaris, because he doesn't want to yob in this match, Fucking, he goes to the top rope and he jumps out at fucking uh, Piroth or whoever, Cibernetico or who the fuck, pulls the Ahmed Johnson and fucking eliminates himself. Another self-elimination. But he tries to get back in the match and the refs stop him. They're like, bitch, you did this to yourself. Yeah. Go away. But the point is, the refs did something right. For once they in their lives. stopped Mill Mascaris from getting back into this fucking match. Thank fucking God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Goldust is out next at number 14. Mm-hmm. And he goes obviously straight for Diz Prince. Mm-hmm. Number 15 is Cibernetico, another okay. luchador. Yeah. Completely useless. Uh, at 16, we get Bone Marrow. Uh. <laughs> And Sable. <laughs> and then one of my favorite spots of the entire match, uh, number 17 comes in, another uh, Lucha Mexican wrestler, the Latin Lover. Yeah. The fuck? I think there was a TV show named after him. Yeah. That was on at 2 I've o'clock heard in the of that show. That was on at 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and it had some softcore stuff going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the Latin Lover comes in. And he kicks Goldust straight in the fucking ass. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> and it's just like, it's fucking loud. It was dude. great. That <laughs> was good. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty hilarious. That was one of my favorite fucking spots in the match. 
18, we get fucking Farouk. So we get Nation of Domination leader Farouk. He's in. Yeah. And then right away, he tosses fucking Latin lover. But right after he tosses the lover, fucking Ahmed with the two by four <laughs> comes into the match. And it's hilarious because, of, of course, he goes straight after fucking Farouk. Yeah. But he hits Farouk with the two by four. Farouk goes over the top rope. Yep. So Farouk costs Ahmed the match. Yep. Kind of on Ahmed's own stupidity. But Ahmed costs Farouk the match. Yep. <laughs> He's like, well, you got me out Take of here. Take a play at this game. Yeah. Let's go, right? bro. And here we go. So fucking Farouk's gone. Mm-hmm. And now we're back to it. And fucking, yeah. Uh, Savio gets in the match. Savio Vega. Okay. With, with his little uh, ripped, ripped little sleeves and shit. Yeah, that weirdo. Puerto Rican uh, Savio. But now, after Savio gets in there, uh, Mark Merrill and Owen are in the corner. And they get both eliminated by fucking uh, Stone Cold. So Stone Cold dumps fucking Merrill and Owen at the same time. So another couple eliminations. And then Austin has a little bout with Savio. Mm -hmm. Savio gets a nice heel kick in there. But then again, Savio fucks up. And Austin eliminates him. Mm-hmm. So again, here we are once again. We had a little reprieve for about fucking 10 entrants. And here we are again. Stone Cold Steve Austin, all by his lonesome, and he would have it no other way. Yeah, right. <laughs> all by himself in the ring once again. Just chilling. Chilling. Taking a nap. Checking his watch. At one point, he was doing push-ups in between. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, really funny. Hey. And Jim Ross is great. He's in fighting shape. He showed up to fight. <laughs> oh, God. It's fucking great. And uh, yeah, Austin just waiting for the next guy to come out. And then who's next in? Fucking Double J, Jesse James. Brokeback Mountain. Brokeback Mountain comes. And I guess this time Austin doesn't run him out before he fucking sings a song or whatever because he runs down to the ring. Well, I mean, there is no song. Thank God. Yeah. Well, I kind of like the Royal Rumble, actually, so that we don't have to deal with everyone's fucking entrances. entrances. Yeah. And, like, you only get like five, 10 second tidbit, yeah, right? That's it. Good. That's we should all keep it that way. That's all you really need, especially for some guys. That's Ugh. all you really fucking need. I don't mind a big long entrance for an Austin or a Rock or somebody like the Undertaker. Okay. But like Flash Funk. Yeah, no. He doesn't J, deserve it. You know, no. come on. Come on. Let, let's get real here. So Double J comes in again, gets a couple little spots in there. Doesn't fucking matter. Austin fucking dumps his ass. <laughs> That's it. He throws Double J over the top rope, but he lands on the apron. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, yeah, no, I saved myself. And then Austin just elbows him <laughs> off the top. <laughs> and away he goes. And here we go. 20 guys are in. 19 guys are out. Mm-hmm. Stone cold, all by himself, again, sitting on the fucking top rope, waiting for the next guy to come in. 10, 9, Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Uh, fucking Brett the Hitman Hart mm-hmm. at number twenty-one. And Austin's face when Brett's <laughs> music hits. He's like, oh, oh shit! <laughs> what a great face! Like Austin never used that face very much at all in almost his entire career. He looked excited, but he used it here. And, but he looked a little, I wouldn't say a little scared, worried, but a little worried because he's but been also in this match. excited. He's been in this match for a while. Yeah. But that face, 
we we gotta post the fucking picture funny. of his face. That on was that. funny. <laughs> fucking classic. <man. gasps> <laughs> just so good the O face <laughs> fucking Brett's in there at 21 and here we go he gets in the ring he's got a little bit of a limp going on he's still a little hurt from Monday Night Raw yeah it's awesome took him out or right, from superstars but here we go fucking Brett fucking Austin they're going back and forth fucking you know back at it fucking love watching these guys wrestle man they just fucking kick each other's asses it's so great Austin takes an atomic drop or an inverted atomic drop and we get some fucking Austin ass cheek. Yeah. <laughs> we get great. to see Austin's tan line <laughs> <laughs> and away you go. Right. So, and then eventually Brett gets Austin down, puts him in the fucking sharpshooter. Now here's the problem about giving him a sharpshooter in the middle of the match. You got to get this guy over the top rope. You're yeah. putting him in a fucking submission. <laughs> what the hell are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> right? You got to fucking put the submission on so long that it just tires him out. And then you got to pick him up. It's 252 pounds. You got to pick up Austin. And then you got to dump him over the top rope. Yeah. That's a lot of work. But while he's in the fucking sharpshooter, <laughs> number 22 comes out and it takes a king. Oh my God. This guy <laughs> was literally in there for like 0.5 seconds. <laughs> This is one of the most legendary entrance oh in the God. history of the Royal Rumble. I hate this guy. Jerry the King Lawler's this music. this was funny. Oh, it's so great. His music fucking plays. He stands up. It takes a king, McMahon. Takes off the fucking headphones. Jumps in the ring. Takes one punch and a clothesline. And, and another punch and fucking Brett eliminates King in like five seconds. It was awesome. <laughs> And then he goes right back to commentary and he goes, to Noah King. And then he's making comments the whole time like, oh, I should like. I should get in there. I should get in, I should get in there. I should do it next year. And, and Jim Ross, like, you are in there, damn it. You're in there for two seconds. What a dummy. <laughs> That's pretty great. Takes a king to Noah King. Oh, that was amazing. 23, we get fucking uh, gasoline. Oh, mm -hmm. fake diesel, Glenn Jacobs. Mm -hmm. 24, we get middle-aged and crazy Terry Funk. Don't care. Don't care. At this point, anyway. Number 25, the debut, the first ever Royal Rumble for The Pebble. The Pebble. Rocky Maivia in his first ever Rumble match and new theme song, too. It's yeah, I didn't that catch that. He had. He's got a new theme song. I'll play it for you later. Uh, Pebble's first rumble, and again at the next entrant, number twenty-six, Icky Mankind, Ew. and it's also his first Royal Rumble, as well. Mm. Yes. So now we're getting down to the fucking nitty gritty here. Okay, Mankind's in there, Rocky's in there, Terry Funk's in there, Diesel's in there, Brett. It's a little chaotic. Stone Cold. There's a lot of guys in there. But fucking Hall of Famers galore. I mean, fuck Terry Funk, Rocky, Mankind. Glenn Jacobs, Brett, Austin, all fucking Hall of Famers. And then we get Flash Funk, not a Hall of Famer. <laughs> Worst. 28, we get Vader. Ew. Unfortunately. But the only thing that uh, Vader is good for is he fucking dumps 
Flash Funk over the top. <laughs> Flash jumps at Vader, gets caught by Vader, and then Vader throws him over his head, yep. over the top rope, and out. So if Vader's good for anything, it's getting rid of fucking Flash Funk. <laughs> Can't he get rid of him, like, permanently? Be nice. That'd be good. Yep. Thanks. <laughs> and number 29 is other hillbilly fuck. Uh, we got Henry O'Godwin. Oh, yeah, that yep. guy. And then here we are, 29 guys in, number 30, it's The Undertaker. And the whole fucking rumble goes dark. Yeah. He comes in and nobody can see shit. Here comes the fucking Undertaker with the best spot. If anybody's going to win the rumble at this spot, number 30, fucking Undertaker, man. Like, what a spot for this guy. Definitely worried. As if Undertaker needed any more advantages. About how yeah. awesome he already is. Well, especially he's pissed because he lost that match. Yeah. So who's he going to go after right away? <sighs> Vader. Exactly. So, yeah, he comes in, number 30. And I like how uh, Jim Rossi also talks about how uh, Jerry King Lawler is in the Bushwhacker Luke category of the Royal Rumble. In 1991, Bushwhacker Luke, he has the record for the shortest time in the Royal Rumble. Uh, he got into the ring. He basically marched to the ring, got in, got tossed, and marched all the way back. <laughs> Earthquake threw him out, and I think he was in there for about two seconds. And King almost broke that record with his entrance in this fucking rumble. Taker goes in there, fucks everyone up, beats the shit out of everyone. Yeah. As he should. Poor old Rocky Maivia gets the mandible claw and gets eliminated by mankind. Uh. The first rumble for old Rocky doesn't go so smooth. No. He gets eliminated. By Mankind. The claw dumps Rocky. And then Mankind also gets rid of Terry Funk. Now, this is very important. Okay, that's useful. Mankind gets rid of Terry Funk, but he also gets rid of himself. They're both out (laughs) at the same time. And so after they both eliminate, because he clotheslines Terry over the top rope, and then they eventually both go to the floor. So both of them are out at the same time. Very (laughs) important, because they keep fighting each other which I don't get. On the outside. They have a history. Not okay. in WWE, but they have a history. They had death matches in fucking Japan. They were in ECW, all this okay. shit. Okay. Okay? So they do have a history. Okay. Not Something in this company. that's not important to me. No. Okay. <laughs> but they do have a history. But this is very important because there's only two referees at ringside watching the action, making sure, you know, guys' feet are hitting the floor. Okay. You know, now we know who's been eliminated. Get them and go to the back. Like they did with Mil Mascaris. They're saying, no, you're fucking out. Get the Mm -hmm. fuck out of here. But now that Mick, Mankind, and Terry Funk are fighting on the outside, both refs are attending to this brawl that Mankind and Terry Funk are going through. And what happens while the referees are distracted... Austin technically gets eliminated. Brett fucking throws out Austin. So Brett's supposed to have won. Well, at this point, there was still Vader. Oh, yeah. Vader, Taker, Vader and, and Taker, Diesel yeah. still in the match with okay. Brett. So yeah. they're still, after Austin get eliminated, there's still four guys in there. Mm-hmm. Henry O'Gaughan, of course, he already got dumped. Yeah. But Austin gets eliminated. Legit. 
full on elimination over the top rope. Both feet hit the floor. He's laying on the floor. He's done. He's fucking finished. But then he's like, he gets up. Wait, no one's here. No ref is here to see me. Ah, And he gets up and gets back in. And you see him like kind of crouch down out on the outside on the apron there. And he looks and he's like, oh, look, the referees are fucking over there. They're, they didn't even see that I got eliminated. Yep. So he gets right the fuck back in. He eliminates Undertaker and Vader at the same time. Literally, though, when he got eliminated, mm-hmm. technically, yeah. my jaw dropped. Yeah, you were just I like, was like, oh, oh no. shit. I was wrong. I was wrong. And then he gets in, eliminates Vader and Taker. Yeah, at the same time. At the same time. And then on the other side, Brett gets rid of Diesel. Yeah. But while Brett's getting rid of Diesel, Austin sneaks up on fucking Brett. Gets rid of Tosses Brett. And Brett's like, what the fuck? He's like, what the fuck? I already eliminated Austin. And he looks back. Ding, ding, ding. Match over. Yep. The referees see that Austin's the last guy in the match. Yep. And away we go. Stone Cold Steve Austin <sighs> I wins was right. the fucking Royal Rumble. Even though he got eliminated. I was right. Controversy, brother. Because he got fucking but eliminated. still, I was right. You were right. As per the record book, technicality, the referees awarded Stone Cold Steve Austin the match. It goes down in history as an Austin Royal Rumble win. So Stone Cold officially wins the 1997 Royal Rumble, although tainted, and we will find out on Monday Night Raw where they're kind of going with this, is that, yeah, record books. He fucking won it. But, of course, Brett's fucking pissed. Oh, yeah. That Brett's pissed because he eliminated Austin. Yeah. But no one saw it. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine... How me, at eight years old, a gigantic Brett the Hitman Hart fan, how I reacted to this. Hmm. <laughs> As I said early in I'm this episode. I'm sure you were losing your shit when and I couldn't went, pay attention at all in school. When day. I went to school that next day on Monday, January 20th, 1997, and talked to my best friend, Justin, what the fuck, man? Brett eliminated Austin. <laughs> I'm sure when you were in grade two, you weren't saying what the fuck. Probably not, but either way, <laughs> Stone Cold wins it, and you were right, and now you're two for three on your predictions. I was. That's great. So, yeah, there's there's definitely a lot to unpack from that uh, Rumble match. That was a lot. That was quite a bit. And then we still. It feels have... like that needs to be like the last match, though. That's the thing. Because having this other match afterwards, I was like, I don't care. It's a bit of a come down after that, you know? Yeah. There's a bit of, you need a bit of a, you know, piss break match or something to kind of just like come down after this huge Royal Rumble. And go, and after this, um, I think the next year, uh, it was another one on one match for the, for the main event. But I think every year after that, uh, the Royal Rumble main event at every show. So I okay, think starting in 99 and starting in 99, I'm pretty sure um, there might be a couple years here and there or not. But overall, I think 99 and going forward, the Rumble always main evented. Okay. But, um, they would usually put the world title match before the Royal Rumble just because it's such a popular match. Everybody loves it. I literally have a Royal Rumble party every single fucking year. Okay. Yeah. He kicks me out of the house. Yeah, exactly. That's rude, but whatever. Yeah, whatever. 
do you want to watch the Royal Rumble? Not really. Exactly. And get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> we got fucking HBK because, man, I feel like a woman. <laughs> <laughs> it's got the Shania Twain going on here. Okay. You told me there's an outfit that Shawn Michaels is wearing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was so high when this happened. I don't even really remember because I didn't have a note about it clearly because I finished my notes like mm-hmm. two years ago, it yep. feels like. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll let you go. Oh, boy. Mirrored assless chaps. At least he's wearing pants underneath. He always wears assless chaps, though. But, but the like, mirrors, man. And then the like half vest. Yep. It's got the Texas fucking uh, uh, trunks, the Texas colors. Oh my God. Yeah. It was so the Cowboy funny. hat. He's got the whole fucking. It was a whole thing. I was like, oh boy. Yeah. It's quite, the, it's quite the look. Boys going to prom. But I mean, you know, it's his hometown. He's in San Antonio. Oh, yeah. I understand he why he would be extra fancy. Understand why he would main event this show because literally sixty thousand people are here to watch Shawn Michaels win the world title. Yeah, but you predicted that Sid was going to win this I match. I did, and you were thinking that Sid's going to hold on to this title a little bit longer. But Shawn Michaels even had the flu going into this. He match. did. I was like, oh and shit, there's no way. Put it even further He's for winning. you that Sid was going to win this match. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, the, Sean looked good for a bit of it. Sid kind of came back. But every time Sean's doing anything, fuck, the crowd goes fucking mental for Sean. He punches Sid and they go ape shit. Yeah. Like, they are completely behind fucking Sean Michaels in this match. <laughs> Jerry the King Lawler says that uh, Jose Lothario is so old he gets winded uh, dialing long distance. fuck (laughs) oh weirdo yeah shut this guy up honestly Shawn Michaels he does does his little Hulk up you know big thing but he doesn't hit you know he does his fucking flying forearm he kips up he does the elbow drop he goes for the fucking sweet chin music but he gets caught kind of gets thrown sits on the outside he grabs fucking Jose Lothario again just like he did at fucking Survivor Series this guy needs to stop and then fucking Pete Lothario his fucking son he comes into the fray and he's got fucking both of them yeah it's crazy it's just wildest you get the ref bombs you get fucking everything right it it's pretty nuts fucking sid nails fucking mike kyota it's just a whole thing you know and even fucking Shawn michaels takes the fucking power bomb on the outside too it's crazy but then they get back in the ring fucking sid's kind of distracted or whatever and now the 180 from survivor series Fucking Shawn Michaels grabs the camera. Yeah. Nails fucking Sid from behind. Yeah. Then nails him again. Yep. One, two. Oh, and then, of course, you know, how slow was this count? Took forever. <laughs> One, <laughs> two, kick out. Fuck, after the camera shots. Like, what the fuck? And so, of course, gets back up. Sweet chin music right in the middle of the fucking ring. Mm-hmm. One. <laughs> two. Three. 
Shawn Michaels regains the world title in front of 60,422 in San Antonio. I like how you pick Shawn Michaels to beat Sid at Survivor Series and Sid won. And I like how you pick Sid to beat Shawn Michaels at Royal <laughs> Rumble and Sid, and Sid lost. Mm. Shawn won. So I guess just don't predict any more Shawn Michaels and Sid no, matches. No, guess not. But I think this is the last Shawn Michaels-Sid match. Really? We do not get another one. Yeah. Oh. We do not get another Sid-Shawn Michaels match. That's it. That's interesting. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this is literally the last one I think they ever have. Pretty sure. Like Why though? Ninety nine percent sure they never wrestle again. Sit. Uh, we'll get there, dude. We'll oh, get there. you're trying to not spoiler. Trying. I'm trying to avoid spoilers here. Okay, but fuck. Chickles, I was hoping he'd crack. Shit under pressure. Sh- let me just say, shit's gonna go haywire. Oh boy, it's gonna go nuts. But either way, the place goes fucking wild. Sweet chin mu- music. Sweet dream music. Place goes wild. Game over. What the fuck? This is definitely our longest podcast ever, but it's been a good one. You mean episode? Yeah. Podcast. Episode. Whatever. It's our yeah. longest podcast episode ever. But we thought it's definitely worth it because it is the Royal Rumble and it's one of the most important shows of the year. And we had to unpack everything that was going on. So coming out of this. We should have Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania for the world title. How do you think that match goes down? Fuck. Shawn Michaels and Stone Cold. WrestleMania 13. Man. Right? Are you actually trying to get me to predict it right now? Yeah. What's the prediction? Oh, fuck. Yeah. Well, I mean, Stone Cold Steve Austin's just like, I'm going to fucking fuck shit up. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to say him. Stone Cold. He's going to fuck shit up. But the thing is, yes, that's what the match is supposed to be. Coming out of Royal Rumble, World Champ versus Royal Rumble winner. Yeah, yeah. Do we actually get that match, though? I don't know. I don't know either. Well, I do know, but you don't. (laughs) (sighs) Why? No spoilers, dude. What did you think of the show? What what was your grade? Okay, first, I want two grades. I want your grade on the Royal Rumble match itself, and then I want the show as a whole. Royal Rumble match by itself. What grade does that get? Mm, Four out of five. That's good. All right. And then whole show? Two and a half. Two and a half. Okay. We could have done without the, you know, luchador or whatever match. That that. was pointless. Triple H gold does. Didn't they really, really need needed to switch the actual Royal Rumble match. To the main event. Yeah. I like, could see why Shawn Michaels main evented just because of the whole... I, I get you know, it, but also it just felt very like... It fell very flat in yeah. comparison. And obviously you could tell that Shawn Michaels was not looking good in this match. Yeah. Like, he looked pretty rough. Yeah. So yeah, definitely had the flu. He's got some shit going on. Again... I was also baked and it went on for so long because I got high like so early in the episode that like by the time we got to that point, I was kind of starting to teeter off a little bit. That's the thing like the rumble that that to me, that's always the main event no matter what. I needed to go to bed at this point. Right. You know? Yeah. 
to me, the Rumble was the main event. Yeah. To you, the Rumble was the main event. Yeah. And fucking British Bulldog and Stone Cold Steve Austin yeah. and The Undertaker and The Rock and all these guys in it, right? Yeah. How can you not love this match? So much star power. Very enjoyable. But again, you know, coming out of this, Stone Cold, yeah, he won. But what road are they going to go down? Because I have no idea. It, it's a tainted victory at best, right? So still does that entitle him to that world title match because he cheated to win depends depends i guess we'll have to watch monday night raw in episode 14 to find Uh, out brother that was something it was that was thoroughly enjoyable and i'm Mm -hmm. glad you finally got to watch royal rumble 1997 yeah you've been looking forward to this talking about this for two fucking months dude actually you've been talking about it longer probably because you keep saying I need to watch this pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. You've been saying that for at least a year. Mainly the Royal Rumble match. Yeah. So you succeeded. You got me to watch it. I mean, it's Stone Cold Steve Austin's coming out party. You know, like he eliminated so many fucking guys in this match. I mean, I think he had... 10 eliminations in this match. I mean, who the fuck did he eliminate in this match? So there was the first hillbilly bitch. What? Then the uh, scissor bitch's brother. What? Uh, Snake bro. What? Owen Hart. What? Uh, Bone Marrow. What? Uh, Rip Sleeve bitch. What? The uh, Brokeback Mountain Bro. What? Uh, Undertaker. What? Vader. What? And then Bret Hart. What? What the fuck are you doing? (laughs) You'll find out in about four years, babe. Okay, so I guess we're doing another series. (laughs) What? (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, boy. So we gotta pick a good one for him, guys. Yeah, I think we do. Uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this. This is m- my favorite episode so far. Is anything gonna top this? Because mm. I know a, quite a few things in One Tree oh, Hill. Yeah. they're gonna top what you've watched already, dude. If you think Stone Cold was great in this, basically the entire year of 1998 is just chock full of not just shit like this but just like amazing stone cold moments mm. over and over every week just phenomenal stuff what about tassel boots i don't want to give anything away don't do it i don't want to give anything away i'm sorry mm. i know i know that's all you just have to do is you have to follow us on instagram at treehillwf.podcast and on tiktok and on tiktok at the same at and all the streaming services. Deezer. What? Stitcher. What? Apple Podcast. What? iHeartRadio. What? Spotify. What? Google Podcast. What? What the fuck are you doing, bro? <laughs> Stone Cold, brother. And until next week, what? I bid you adieu. And I say bye, bitch. What?